Hello and welcome to NMC Nightly News uh, on the 20th of October 2017. Um, I'm Jack Oliver-Smith, the Associate Editor of New Media Central, and I'm joined by the Editor-in-Chief of New Media Central UK, Sebastian Cheek. Hello, Seb. Yeah, I'm not too bad. How are you? Okay. Okay, so we, this is the the Eurocentric episode. Uh, so we're obviously going to talk about uh, what's been going on. Um, hopefully, if we've got time, we'll do stuff about the Brexit negotiations, and we've got um, uh, the latest on what Trump tweeted today. But we'll start with the UKIP news this week. Um, of course, we have a new leader of UKIP, Henry Bolton, who has uh, announced his uh, quote-unquote shadow cabinet. Um, which disappointed many people um, because of course he on yeah this David Curtin is disappointed, the most disappointed one uh, he was promised deputy leader post three occasions um, and it was promised in writing at least once as well on the internet um, and he has given the post to Margot Parker MEP instead Curtin hasn't got any role. He was offered uh, to continue being the education spokesman, but rejected it. Um, and of course, he spoke to us about this, um, and he told me he was disappointed uh, with the decision because obviously he understood that he'd been promised it, um, and he decided to reject being the education spokesman to move on to other things. But he said he's going to continue being a member of UKIP because he's. Uh, he has a task of putting the Mayor of London under pressure, and he shall carry on doing such a thing. Um, it's just dis very disappointing, isn't it? Because Curtin is, I'm sure you'll agree, widely popular amongst m a lot of people in the party. Um, when he comes in, and he says, I've got more audience promises, and then in the first few weeks, he breaks one of them. Now, this wasn't a, a flat click policy, but he didn't say very clearly in words and in... in, in uh, Yeah, well, the other thing as well is I, I spoke to two, to two senior people in UKIP. I won't I won't name them here, but I spoke to them after the conference, and one of them said that the future of UKIP really lies with the people that are on the assemblies, the London Assembly and the Welsh Assembly, because the shelf life of the MEPs is very short now, because we have two years until we're, we're supposedly going to fully exit from the EU, so the MEPs are literally going to be redundant then. And he's named a whole bunch of MEPs to do a, a, a ton of different jobs. And David Curtin actually said to me um, that there doesn't seem too many changes. It seems that the spokespeople list is dominated by MEPs, and it would have been nice to see some new faces. Um, surely, yeah, I mean, he's got a point, really, in a way, because a lot of the... Uh, the fact is, we had a leadership contest with seven candidates. Only one of them was an MEP, and she came sixth out of seven. That tells you something. Well, I think you're absolutely right here. I mean, we've got some real talent in the assemblies. Nathan Gill, for example, Peter Whittle, David Curtin. They've got some real special talent which has potential to, to really rise within the party. I see David Curtin as a future leader, if I'm honest. Um, I mean, you nearly had my vote for the last election. But um, I think you've really hit the nail on the head saying that the MEPs are the people of the past, not the people of the future. 
us as yet, but um, I don't think it's a wise pick personally, but I'm sure he has his reasons. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll actually speak to him at some point, because I mean, he said he's going to do a tour across Britain where he's going to talk to the members, so if he actually ca carries through with that, we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll, uh, we'll nab him at some point and ask him. Um, so, of course, we've got the other story today about Trump. Um, President Trump tweeted that uh, UK crime uh, rises 13% annually amid spread of radical Islamic terror. Not good. We must keep America safe. Now, of course... He's had his run-ins with our London Mayor, of course, Sadiq Khan, um, through Twitter on other occasions. <laughs> um, he says that you know that that, that Khan has, has criticised Khan before about this when we when London has had terror attacks, and I think I mean he has a point, Trump. I mean you know we've we've. Yes, we, we have stricter laws on things like like ownership of guns and so on in, in Britain, but of course we're having, in London as a prime example, we're having a massive rise in acid attacks and stabbings and, you know, we now have uh, concrete bollards on our pavements over bridges in case terrorists try to mount the pavement in, in you know, numerous vehicles. Um, it's something that has to be stamped out. Yeah, I mean... As far as the um, Donald Trump quote goes, to be completely honest with you, as much as I am a Donald Trump fan, I do not think he should be getting involved in uh, foreign states' affairs, I think. He, he sort of rose to power in the US, saying we need to not get involved in foreign wars and everything, and, and not try and, you know, one-up Russia in every time. Wouldn't it be great if we got along with Russia, you know? But at the end of the day, he is sort of right. <laughs> I mean, as much as I don't want to call him the man who is interfering in our politics, he is right. He can't be an absolutely atrocious mayor of London. We've had more terrorist attacks than, than you know, since the IRA. Uh, violent crime is up, as the statistics show. And he was, the funny thing is, he's quoting some of the better statistics, so only a 13% rise. That's milli vanilli in comparison to the amount of grooming gangs that have gone up. 65% are not state rise this year in grooming gangs. What are you doing about that, Sadiq Khan? Oh, we are making the police force more inclusive, and you're stopping, or you've stopped stop and search because it might be racist. Oh no, because it doesn't matter if we're all getting stabbed as long as we're, we don't feel that we're being racist. You know, it's it's the it's the pinnacle of virtue signaling, and I think it's it's sort of unacceptable. I'm glad I'm not living in London, but for those who are, um, you know, would you rather feel a bit smug, or would you rather not get stabbed or put a child grooming again? Choice is yours. Yeah, well, you know, it's true. I mean, you know. We've, we've, the majority of times we've met up is, is, is in London, and you have to be vigilant every time you go, and I do resent the fact that I kind of have to do that, because I feel like we shouldn't. Um, you know, you know, Khan has, all these things have gone up since Khan has become mayor. Um, you know, acid attacks were very much sort of a niche crime at, at one stage, and now it seems to be happening more and more yes. frequently, to a point where... 
um, where you know you've got like the BBC writing uh, writing features about how women can make themselves look better with makeup after they've been acid attacked. I mean that's just ridiculous. We shouldn't be at a stage where we feel like we should either be normalising it or accepting it. Well, it's capitulation, really, isn't it? I mean, and, and in a sense, it's victim blaming or it's saying, you know, we, we could stop these attacks, but you know what? If you get attacked, we're going to help you feel a bit better. We're not going to stop you getting attacked or deter the attack, but if you do get attacked, we'll make you look a little less shit. Uh, I mean, it's quite disgusting. Um, and I think the real thing that people have to worry about is where the priorities of this mayor are. So, for example, if he's not taking care of crime, he's not doing anything to stop attacks. What he is doing making sure that sexist adverts don't appear on the tube and he looks good on the world stage and he collects his uh, uh, GQ magazine um, uh, politician of the year award you know he's doing very well in those fields but he's not keeping the people safe and the first role of the government is to keep the people safe well yeah as as uh, as Nigel Farage said well the first the first uh, responsibility a government has is to, is to defend the realm, so surely the first responsibility of the Mayor of London is to defend the City of London, it stands to reason, really. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right there. Um, so we've got, last story we'll cover is the, the Brexit talks. We've got, apparently, we've got a story, this is, this is from the BBC, reports of deadlock over Brexit negotiations may have been exaggerated, according to the EU Council President Donald Tusk. Um... He said progress is not sufficient enough to begin trade talks. Now, it seems so ridiculous to me that we're carrying on with this because last week, I think we've had so many different opinions on this. Uh, and, and last week, I think it was, or early this week, we had um, the former uh, Conservative Cabinet Minister, John Redwood, I think was the one who made the most, the, the best point, really, when he said. This is more or less a, a, a quote. Relax. No deal is fine, because what it's going to do is we're going is is what that is going to is going to achieve is the EU will then panic. They will come to the table and then they will talk sensibly and they will get a proper deal, which is good for them, but more more importantly, is good for us. Um, the, 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 we've got the likes of Jeremy Corbyn now going over uh, and playing divide and rule, going over to Brussels as if he's the prime minister and waiting. Um, and you've got the whole Labour shadow cabinet talking as if the, the no deal is an absolutely terrible idea and we should just accept anything that the EU tell us to do. Um, but the problem is, is that, you know, I think they're taking the no deal thing a bit too literally because, as I said, when we, when we threaten no deal, is what we're going to do is we'll just wait for them to come to the table and then, we'll, then they'll discuss things a bit more sensibly. Uh, I, I think they will anyway. Of course, that does come with complications. 
situations. I'm not going to talk in great detail because we don't have that much time about what that would do to Spain markets. But really, why can't we have the ability ourselves? The main question, the main answer to that question, uh, sorry, the main question to start off with is why don't we give ourselves the ability to trade free with whomever we want and decide which is best for our interests? And the answer to that question, the reason we can't, is because we're in the EU and that's why we need to leave in 2019 rather than staying in another two years for another two years. Up. Okay, it's up to me. Uh, we wouldn't treat it after 50 at all, we would have just left. Um, but just, um, uh, I'm sure my colleagues at, at uni who do law probably said that that's not really possible. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true. But uh, a couple of one thing I'll just I'll just use the last few minutes up on is it's 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 what the Tory government are doing and the way they're acting because you've got so many people on the left wing of politics, whether it's Labour Party or whether it's the Scottish Nationalists or the Welsh Nationalists, all seem to think that May is still pushing for this hard Brexit nonsense. And it's uh, for me, it just seems as if May has never believed in it because we know she campaigned for Remain anyway. And I think off the top of my head, she's got like, her cabinet has about four or five Brexiteers in, in it, which is a massive uh, imbalance in compared to the number of Remainers. Because we have, what levers have we got in the cabinet? We've got Gove, we've got Johnson, we've got um, Pretty Patel and Davis. David Davis, of course. Now, David Davis, of course, is the only one that seems to be acting with any decorum and any sense on the matter at the moment. Um, but the th you know, and of course we have a chancellor that's being incredibly divisive. We've got the DUP, of course, are backing up the Tories in this government, and now telling Theresa May to put Philip Hammond in line because he is he is such a divisive chancellor because he just seems that he's hell bent on keeping us in the EU in some form or another. Through a seance. Maybe, maybe Jacob will um, be in charge, you know, before we've left the EU, so i.e. in the next 10 years. Well, you never know. I mean, is Mogmentum that big, is, is it as big as it being made out? That's the thing. He seems to be very <laughs> popular. It probably is. It probably is. Uh, but yeah, there's 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 lots to cover with with, with these Brexit negotiations that go on because they're just going to stagnate, as far as from what I can tell. Um, and if that happens, you know, I, I think more and more people are just going to get more agitated about it. Um, and the, the longer it progresses like this, the longer it stagnates, the more like a no deal option is 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 just more attractive by the day. 
but uh, we'll, we'll, we will find out how that progresses. And I'm sure we'll be talking about it next week, um, but uh, that's pretty much all the time we've got. Um, who knows what's going to bring, what next week's going to bring, and what's uh, what we'll end up talking about next week. I'd like to think it would be something a bit more cheery, but I'd very much doubt it. We'll have to see, Jack, we'll have to see. We will have to see, but uh, thanks for coming on, chatting to us. Hopefully, All Well and Good will be with us next week. Um, he's currently in, uh, still in Buenos Aires, in a, having a, uh, a power cut. As I just said to him before we went on air, I said that um, they probably know he's, there's a Brit in the building, and uh, it's probably some petty revenge for the Falklands. Los Malvinos, <laughs> yeah, and on that note, <laughs> on that note, we will uh, we'll wrap it up. But yeah, thanks for coming on, Seb. Um, hopefully, we'll do it again next week. Um, but from uh, from me and Seb, goodbye for now. <laughs>